0: Welcome to our 13th episode of Maester's Whispers, where we drink and we know things. I'm Olivia. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing the master fencer and first sword of Bravos himself, Cyrio Farrell. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with his background. Um, so he is a Bravo from Bravos, a master fencer, and former first sword of Bravos. He is described as a slight bald man with a beak of a nose. Um, and there's. That's unfortunate. I, <laughs> I couldn't find any information on his upbringing or his family history, so not little is known about him. He's a mystery. Yeah, but we will, we're going to be talking about what we do know. Um, so let's talk a little bit about his homeland, Bravos. It is the wealthiest and most powerful of the free cities. It is sprawled across hundreds of islands in a large lagoon where the Shivering Sea and Narrow Sea come together. In order to enter the lagoon you have to pass beneath the Titan of Bravos, which is a stone fortress in the shape of a huge warrior. So I think in the show if you see Yeah Bravos, it's the one with its hand like out like that. Right?
1: You're thinking Lord of the Rings.
0: Am I really? And you are. No way.
1: Yeah. You're thinking of Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
0: Never mind that. What did it, I thought we saw it?
1: You were close. No, it's just the Titan. Like oh. you do see it, but he's standing. Like <laughs> you're thinking Lord of the Rings, where they have the two like
0: yeah. guys on the mountains. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, I'm a nerd. Yeah. All right. So just past the Titan, you can see the Arsenal, which is a large shipyard where a warship can be built in one day. I thought that was cool. Wow. Um, there's hundreds of islands that are linked together by small stone bridges that cross many canals through the city. Uh, there's no trees found in the city, so that makes it a very flat city made mostly of stone. It's New York. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, the people there are kind and love music. Their main language is a bastard son of High Valyrian. So it's close. Yes. Bravosi culture has created a unique form of sword fighting the water dance, which we talk will we, which we will talk about later in this episode. The greatest of the bravos call themselves water dancers, and they always duel at night,
1: hence the aria and the dancing lessons and the all that yeah, yeah all so, that
0: so the ruler of Bravos is the sea lord, and there's an annual celebration, which is the anniversary of the uncloaking that is celebrated annually. The masked feasts last for ten days and culminate in the midnight of the tenth day when the Titan roars and all the celebrants move their remove their masks at the same time.
1: So it's like a like one of those French festivals where everyone wears a mask, like a masquerade.
0: There you go. Masquerade ball. Yeah. So Bravos, like I said, is the wealthiest of the free cities, in part due to the wealth and influence of the Iron Bank. They are rivaled in power by Volantis only. The Iron Bank lends money to foreign nations, including the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, So, a little history about our friend Sirio. The the day the old fur sword died, the Sea Lord of Bravo sent for Sirio. Sirio, upon entering the Sea Lord's presence, was asked what was special about the cat, claimed to be from a far-off land seated in the Sea Lord's lap. Sirio answered him truthfully, telling him that he had seen tomcats like him a thousand times in the alleys of Bravos. Because he saw the reality of what the cat was common, not special, and, made, and male, not female, he was named for a sword.
1: So, he was named for a sword because he answered a riddle. A riddle. What's special about this cat? Yeah. Uh, nothing. Exactly. You win!
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Sea Lord of Bravos is the ruler of the Free Cities of Bravos. His champion and protector is the first sword, and the ruler presides at the Sea Lord's palace. The office is not hereditary, so one of Bravos's citizens is chosen to be Sea Lord by the city's magisters and keyholders through a convoluted and arcane process. <laughs> so the choosing process is intense. It's described as knives coming out. Once chosen, the Sea Lord serves for life, but some will try to cut that life short to effect a change in policy. Statues commemorating past sea lords and their achievements line the canals of the city.
1: It seems a little, little toxic. I
0: was gonna say, a little yeah.
1: toxic. So like, <laughs> you're like elected by the magistrates or whatever. The magisters, yeah. Yeah, and then someone could just kill you because they want to change policy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seems,
1: seems very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The first sword or the first sword or first sword, is the chief protector of the sea lord, the ruler of the free city of Bravos. So it's kind of like, I would imagine, the king's guard, mm-hmm. but one person. Yeah. The culture is that the first sword commands the sea lord's guardsmen and protects him in public. The first sword is often the deadliest of the Braavos uh, people and water dancers of Bravos. So the best of the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, water dancing. So that's what we're going to talk about here. The water dancing is a style of sword fighting practiced by the greatest Bravos of the city of Bravos. Um, practitioners are referred to as water dancers. The water dance is named after the custom of Bravos to duel at the moon pool near the Sea Lord's Palace in Bravos. It is said that true water dancers can fight without disrupting the water surface.
0: Yeah, and like we saw in the show, uh, Game of Thrones, when he was doing dancing lessons with Arya, you can tell it's a very like fluid form of fighting.
1: Ha, fluid.
0: No, but really though. Yeah, yeah. Because they're so like, and they're so calm and like, but still intense at the same time. I don't know. I think that's a very interesting like contrast because they're saying he's like the best of the best swordsman, but at the same time, He's very swift and like
1: yeah.
0: graceful, you know?
1: Yeah, like fencing almost. Yeah. Uh, the water dance is a refined form of fencing in which the practitioner stands sideways and wields a slender blade, just like fencing. Yep. It is a swift and deadly style that focuses on speed, balance, and grace, thus requiring slender, pointed blades far lighter than the long swords of Westeros knights, Westerosi knights, and warriors.
0: So they. They rely on like swiftness and speed rather than like bulky armor and right. strength. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I guess that also has to do with needle, too. Yeah. That's what needle is. So
0: maybe Arya was destined to be a, a water yeah. dancer, you know? That's why. Because yeah. that's a very long, slender blade. Yep.
1: Yep. Trainees learn to wield their sword as though it is part of their arm. We heard him say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see. With all of their senses, so mm-hmm. not just with sight. Remember, he put um, a blindfold on Arya. Yeah. Uh, Combative Bravos are a common sight in Bravos, frequently dueling to display their skill. The only two known water dancers in the series are Syria Pharrell and Aria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sirio's events in the book um, are important, so. Lord Eddard Stark, the Hand of the King, hires Sirio to teach Arya how to use her sword, needle, believing that the slender blade would suit the Bravosi water dance style.
0: Just like we said. Yeah. And yep. And
1: Sirio trains Arya using wooden swords filled with lead.
0: So that's different, though, than what it would actually be because their swords are supposed to be light.
1: Yeah, but wood is probably pretty light. Oh. So they they lead so to are at least sense. somewhat close, right? Yeah. He also mentors her on how to move and, thick and think like a warrior. To be perspe- perceptive, move with grace, and command her fear.
0: And that's kind of what we heard when um, Syria would tell her to be like swift as a deer, light yeah. as a feather. Yeah. And she would repeat that to herself as she was moving through the city.
1: Right. Syria teaches Arya to see with her ears nose and skin and he covers her eyes with a black cloth and has her do spins and backflips after the hands turning, edard and his household are at the feast his daughters are fi- finally being cordial to each other and sansa asks Arya how her dancing has gone Arya happily tells her that she is sore all over and shows her a nasty bruise on her leg <laughs> sansa says that this must have been that she must be a terrible dancer Later, while Sansa is busy, Edard exam- examines Arya's bruise himself while she is standing on one leg. She's getting better at that. He asks if Syrio Farrell is being too hard on her, and she replies that Sirio has says every hurt is a lesson, and every lesson makes you better. Mm. Edard is concerned, even though Syria had co- Syrio had come with an excellent reputation, and the Bravosi style suits Arya's slim blade. Eddard offers to have Jory Cassell take over her lessons, or maybe find someone else. But Arya empathetically tells Eddard she does not want that. She wants Sirio. Eddard knows that any descendant master at arms could give Arya the basis, the basics of sword fighting without the blindfolds, cartwheels, and hopping around on one leg. But he knows that there is no arguing with her. He tells her very well, and try to be careful.
0: Yeah. I love that Arya sticks up for Sirio and says, yeah. No, he is the best of the best. Yeah, I want no, him. I'm having fun. Yeah. Leave me uh, alone.
1: <laughs> Eddard plans to send Sirio with his family back to Winterfell when leaving King's Landing. When Queen Cersei Lannister ordered all Starks in the Red Keep to be captured or killed, Syrio orders orders Arya to flee while he holds off the Lannister men. With only his wooden practice sword, he defeats or kills five guardsmen. In the show, he defeats them. Mm-hmm. In the book, he mo- brutally wounds them. Yeah. Um, and then attacks Sir Sir Marin Trent of the Kingsguard. Sirio rains down ineffective blows onto Marin Trent's plate armor while his sword is cut in half. Arya flees, obeying Sirio's orders. In A Feast of Crows, in subsequent years, Arya often remembers Sirio's words and let them guide her actions through difficult situations.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's all we know about Sirio.
1: And we believe he is dead. We he, do not know if he died, but...
0: He's presumed dead, and yeah. after that mention in the Feast for Crows, he's not mentioned again. That was his last mention in the series.
1: Yeah, because the only way we would be able to see if he died would be if Marin Trent had a chapter, which he definitely doesn't, no. and Sirio, who doesn't either, had yeah. a chapter. So,
0: yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk more about... Like, water dancing in the, the first sword and everything when we get to our bravos uh, maesters whispered episode, but mm-hmm. we just wanted to give a little ode to our pal Sirio because R I P. He played a major role in Arya's like growing up and all that you know.
1: All of her lessons are very important that she yeah. will probably take with her.
0: And I feel like going forward with this series, he's gonna be the basis of like everything that Arya decides to do. Yep. Basically. And it, he, even though he's a very small part, I think he plays a very important role. And that's why we wanted to give him his own episode.
1: Yep. So rest so. in peace, sir.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it.
1: First Soda Bravo's out.
0: Yeah. Peace. Um. So, as always, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. And a group called Game of Wines Podcast Group. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1. And on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. Uh, what are we doing next episode? That's a good question. That was John. We are going... No, I don't think it's a John episode. Next episode, we are going to be discussing Catlin Chapter 9. So make sure you read that before next week. Bye.